All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Marley. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, none other than special guest, Podcast Brian. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good, good. Great having you here. Brian, uh, a couple of things in the news that I've wanted to talk to you about. Certainly, the people in our audience always appreciate your opinions on the subject. Uh, New Zealand. Yeah. All right. If you uh, if you've been watching the news and you see what's going on out there in New Zealand, uh, I understand that they're uh, they're moving forward with their bans. Uh, they've had a number of people turn in guns, and I've been watching the uh, the number of articles that have appeared, and uh, it would appear that uh, you know a couple thousand people out of uh, you know a, a million you know, guns uh, that are in circulation have been turned in. Although if you read the articles, they'd lead you to believe that, you know, thousands of people are turning them in and they're reminding people that this is all stemming from the Christchurch shooting. And well, the article I, I read said that 400 had been turned in. Yeah. So, well, well, they're, well, they're saying thousands. I'm sure yeah. they're, I'm sure they're either fudging the Gee, numbers. Mark, they, they wouldn't lie, would they? Well, not, not the you media. Know, you know, I'm not I'm the a, mainstream media. Would the mainstream media lie, Mark? You know I don't what? know. I, I'm I, starting I, to lose I, faith in I their would ability be, I would to I would be shocked. I would be shocked and surprised. I can't believe that the integrity of the mainstream media is uh, is for sale, uh, nor that they would uh, sell out their uh, their important position in our society to mislead and misinform people to pursue some kind of hidden agenda. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I think I think at this phase, you know, uh, we have to take everything we see in the news with a grain of salt. <laughs> You think that's that, great? That, you need to take it with a grain of fentanyl. That's yeah. what you need to take it with. <laughs> it's, For any of it to make any sense, you need a couple grains of fentanyl. Probably a couple grains of car fentanyl. Just, you know, well, get that in you, in order, and just you know, and just pay your taxes <laughs> if you can. You know, see your way to get up and go to work and pay half of everything you make to your taxes so that China can continue to spew uh, carbon into the atmosphere. But you know, let's let's uh, you know, let's let's just continue living like the tax slaves that we are the matrix has come to life we're, it's, we're it, living the matrix it's unbelievable, you are plugged it? in and you are a uh, instead of being a power source you're simply a, a tax source and uh, in order for uh, progressive liberals who don't want to spend their own money they want to spend yours so they can keep getting reelected by uh, convincing morons that they're the best uh, they're the best people to look after everyone and they, uh, what do you do like that's that's what it is it's it's absolutely frightening though that like i mean in the face of all logic you know they keep moving forward with this agenda and when i say well, when i say yeah it's, like it's, a, but it's it's this is so the insidiousness of all this is that it's way above us we have no idea you know people keep talking about the un agenda and yeah. all this kind of stuff. like whatever it is i we don't have to wear tinfoil hats clearly stuff is going on we're not getting news when we need it we're not being told the truth about most things uh and and clearly the mandate of the government security services and uh, the media is to keep everyone calm Mm. and to keep them producing and to keep them consuming and to keep them paying taxes. And that's that's basically uh, that we're just walking on a razor's edge now to just try and keep everything happy and and uh, and rolling along until, you know, those of us who have a problem with it age out and die off and the new... Um, the new generations are ignorant enough. And I mean, there are some good people there who don't buy into it all, but, uh, you know, but until we, the rest of us die off and the, and the new, um, generation of, of people who are ready for the brave new world are ready to stay nice and hopped up on their, uh, on their drugs <laughs> and, uh, you know, do whatever it is they do and, 
pay their taxes and keep reelecting the same morons. So it's know. it's frightening, uh, you know. But the the idea that they would be going door to door, you know, in New Zealand, uh, like I mean, I, I think, you know, just uh, they're 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 great grandparents who fought at Suvla Bay and uh, and and you know. Uh, helped keep the empire free uh, uh, are, are rolling over in their graves. Yeah. I mean, if we aren't going to fight it today, why did they bother resisting the Kaiser? Why did they bother resisting Hitler? I mean, if they're just going to turn Europe over to a new German Reich, why why did they fight them last time? I mean, yeah. just give it to them. Just hand over your countries, hand over your standard of life, hand over your beliefs. Nobody believes mm. that people have the right to have belief systems anymore. Um, you know, and the vast majority, and I mean overwhelming, mm. like 80, 90% of the population is being thrown to the dogs to, to uh, placate that 10% that are perpetually miserable about everything. Yeah. You know, like it, it just, it just seems like so much of our world now is being driven by, you know, these people that are, you know, emotional train wrecks, the, the ones that have the time and the energy to complain. And I mean, like at what point, at what point do we not acknowledge the fact, you know, are we, are we going to acknowledge the fact that we've got a bunch of crazy people leading the ship? Like, like, like they're, they're steering the ship right now like I mean like they, they, you got one of several options in my opinion they're either crazy stupid or there's something there's something like you say much much more insidious uh, occurring here and I mean you don't have to be a tinfoil hat wearing you know idiot to kind of you know realize that people don't make the kind of decisions that are getting made in parliament right now without there being something driving it like I mean well I I, I, I don't know if I agree with that I mean let's let's go back to the death penalty Yes. Canada, right? Sure. So death penalty was banned uh, 20, 30 years ago. Um, they did a poll. 67% of Canadians supported the death penalty. The government didn't care. They banned it anyway. And they banned it because a couple of judges mm -hmm. said, well, you can't treat people like that. And so you had activist judges making moral decisions for the majority uh, against the wishes of the majority um, to protect those who most harm Canadian society, um, and they did it anyway. And the hell with what Canadians thought. Now, so, did, did, did Pierre Elliott Trudeau have a hand in that? Oh, yeah. Yes, was yes. That, that was, well, that the was Charter of Rights and Freedoms came along, and, you know, there are some great things about the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and there's sure. some bad things about the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And um, There's going to be trade-offs. Sure there are. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I didn't like the idea that I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the death penalty, but it's got a place. It's yeah. got a final, a final role to play, and you know, it's it's like everything that's going on. You know, people said, "Well, you can't have the death penalty because what if you kill one innocent person?" And it's like, okay, so look at that and figure out how we're going to fix that. You don't just get rid of it. And it's the same thing, the whole thing we go on about firearms, you know. The, the anti-gun people have legitimate concerns about ownership of firearms, especially military-style semi-automatics. There is an absolute uh, valid concern on that part. But the way they look at the problem is not, okay, so how do we make sure the wrong people don't get a hold of these? Their answer is get rid of it all. 
And the way they look at that argument, that balance sheet, is they go, these have no role in civil society, get rid of them. They, They don't take a look at, there are a lot of reasons why having those kinds of firearms in communities and having Canadians in possession of them makes a lot of sense. And I'll, I'll take you back to that 1974 document, the uh, Ontario or the Canadian uh, Association of Chiefs of Police. Um, back in 1974, they said the ownership of firearms, uh, including such things as full automatics and semi-automatics and all this kind of stuff, makes sense in Canadian society because, first of all, people who haven't broken the law shouldn't be censured and they shouldn't be punished that's first and foremost it's the it's the basis of our criminal justice system and our rights so that's the the very first thing these people have done nothing wrong you don't get to punish them second of all our military and our police services and security services are far too small and weak to defend this country not even close i mean we would be done in about 30 seconds after an invasion of any kind wouldn't matter whether it was an external invasion or whether it was civil disorder Mm -hmm. with our security services would be overwhelmed the possession of those arms in canadian society means that the forces of the government could be bolstered supplied supplemented by the presence of trained armed and law-abiding people in society. That's not that's not, not even part of the conversation today. Nor is the fact that these people um, are a, um, a deterrent to criminal activity, mm-hmm. because weak and disarmed victims are the only kind of victims that criminals like. And I don't care anybody who disagrees with me. Hmm. It's not a matter of agreement. They're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah. It's 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 not well. Uh, you know, it's it's you're wrong. Yeah. Okay, no criminal is going to go after an armed victim. They're going to give you a pass, and they're going to go after you. Yeah, no, victim. no, no, hard target. every time. Being so, being, a, being a hard target is always a deterrent. Right. And, and 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 before before you go any further, and before I forget, I I think it's very important to note that historically. In, in the great wars and in any kind of major conflict, Canadians have always done very well as marksmen. Uh, Canadians have a fantastic reputation globally for being a good shot. Well, so we do. And, and so do Americans. Right. Because and, firearms are in our culture. Yeah. We've, they've always been. And, you know, people are losing touch with that and they're being... They're being disabused of the information. They're being lied to. The, oh, you know, Canadians aren't like Americans. Canadians, we don't like guns. We don't like violence. We don't like this. We don't like that. That's bullshit. That's, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> Canadians have always loved a good scrap. Canadians yeah. have always been up for a fight. Uh, you know, uh, Canadians Play some hockey with us. You'll been, find that right. out pretty fast. Canadians have always been great soldiers. So, you know, the hippy-dippy 1960s peace and love attitude, um, I mean, that's great, man. We all want peace and love. There's, there's you know, but... Stand up for what's right. Men and women need to stand up for what's right, and we need to protect the vulnerable, we need to protect the weak, and we need to be strong, and we need to stand up with our shoulders back and our chins out. Agreed. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. And you can be moral and good and still be willing to fight when the time comes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And these people are like, ah, peace and love, and that's all there is. No. Peace and love, people... You get swept aside by and, history. You know, they, de- they definitely don't speak for me, and I definitely know a lot of people that feel the same way. Uh, I'm I'm not in any mad rush to engage in conflict. However, I'm always up for a good fight, though. Too. You know, I believe in 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 never seeking out conflict. No, I also believe in standing up and 
confronting conflict when the time comes because you get nowhere by allowing the bullies and the nasties to win. People that seek out conflict, I was raised uh, with firm uh, belief that people that seek out conflict yep. deserve a bitch slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, 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 I, I no. get where you're coming from. And, yeah. you know, there's one of the big problems we've had in society is one, one of the reasons why people are so rude and so mouthy. And, you know, you get these like uh, punch Nazis uh, uh, people out there running around. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you've never punched a Nazi in your life. Yeah. I guarantee you've never punched anyone in your life. And if you tried it, you'd get your chicklets knocked all yeah. over the friggin' street. So, you know. All you want to call everyone who disagrees with you a Nazi. You want to carry on in that way. You know, I went to university at a time when we used to sit around on lunch breaks and have huge debates about history and culture and and and, and science and 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 uh, ethics and all kinds of things. You know, I, I went to school during the first Gulf War, and I remember sitting around with a bunch of pacifists talking about this, that, or the other thing, and and having great debates. You can't have those debates now. It's hostile. Oh, you're, you yeah. know, you're you're bringing violence into the university, and it's like you know what? Um, it's not violence to disagree. It's not violence to understand history. It's not violence to know things. It's not violence to have an opinion that is in conflict with people who disagree with you, who think you know uh, whatever it's about. I, I'm not. I don't even need to get into it. It's not. That's not violence. Not if you. Vi- violence is knocking someone out yeah. when they disagree with you. Yeah. And the only people threatening to do that right now are on one side of the spectrum. Yeah. It ain't the Nazis. So it, you know, the, the, I'm just going to point out the far left certainly have a twisted opinion of what is uh, insufferable. Well, for for a group of people who are so poorly informed, because they are poorly informed. Yeah. So, and, and, you know. But, they, but they, they seem to be the ones that get the uh, the most attention. And certainly well, they do. Voice, and you can't disagree gets... with them. And oh, my oh, God. And they're God. idiots. They're and just it, idiots. It, and I know smart leftists. Yeah. I know yeah. smart oh, leftists. Yeah. They're the ones who'll engage in a conversation with you to try and change your mind. The minute they start calling you a racist or, or a Nazi, they, they've lost the conversation. Well, our, our they've lost it. Well, I, I can't help but notice they've that lost. our government has already flipped the switch on that particular issue. Uh, certainly, they've done their best to and now oh, character, yeah. characterize oh, Sheer as a white, as a white, as a white oh, and supremacist. I, I've, I've heard some imbeciles out there referring to, uh, you know, uh, Kenny as a racist. And, oh, you know, it it's started. just, it's embarrassing. It's, you're embarrassing yourselves, people. You want to come up with a logical argument. If you want to legitimately debate the cuts and yeah. the nature of those cuts and the application of those cuts and, and trying not to harm society while still being fiscally responsible, you would have, you know, the hugest stage out there to proclaim your position on but the minute you start calling people racist with no other with no other argument because you disagree with the way the government's being run you've lost it. you have lost and you know what a, a, a perfect example of that is donald trump yeah that is the perfect donald trump won and you can scream and carry on and do all you want but by failing to go after his policies in a legitimate intellectual manner you are screaming. You're these people out in the streets screaming at the sky. And you know what? Scream yourself hoarse. I <laughs> Scream until your larynxes fall out of your bodies. <laughs> Carry on. Because that is the level 
of debate that you're engaging in and all the power to you. Uh, it's hilarious. Keep up the good laughs. We'll mock you and we'll see you in 2020 when they get four more years. You, of know, you know, I, I, people, I, I'll tell you, I've been, I've been slammed for occasionally doing a little bit of talk about Trump. I don't care what anybody says. The man may be a little bit odd and certainly he's doing things a little differently and you may uh, not like a, his he, tweets yeah. or any of that other stuff. But the, but the truth is, is he's entertaining if nothing else. And there's been now the report is in no collusion. And of course, <laughs> no you know, it took us two and a half years and about $25 million plus dollars to figure out that there's been no collusion. Well, here's, no- the, here's the problem. It's not that there's been no collusion. The only evidence of collusion that's come has been from the Hillary Clinton side. You know, and, and, so well, you know, I, I have a theory about that. I mean, Donald Trump has been suffering through the slings and arrows for the last two and a half years. You know, every news media outlet seemed to be taking their poke at Donald Trump. And, and, and I was always wondering when he was going to fire back. Like, I mean, like really come back. And I mean, with all the, you know, what appears to be evidence uh, surrounding the, the Clinton camp, why isn't anything being done there? Well, it looks like now they're starting to dig into the Clintons and and all the people that oh, yeah. took, oh. took a run at Donald Trump. I, I have a theory that you know as we head towards the 2020 election, I think that we're going to see a lot of interesting news and uh, and and items being brought to light uh, revolving around the Clintons and Obama. And I, I have a sneaky suspicion that there's going to be a few people thrown in jail by the end of it. I like I, I, do I think it could happen here in Canada because I really do think that it's entirely possible. That if people were, you know, called to task on some of the things that they've done up here, uh, I mean, they're, they're reinvestigating uh, the the ethics commission. Yeah, no, I know that. I don't Decisions. see any circumstance under which Justin Trudeau is going to face criminal charges, or any of his people are, because the thing that people don't understand in Canada is that the state and the Liberal Party are inexorably tied together. And the closest we ever got from disengaging from that was Stephen Harper, who did a great job of trying to clean out the swamp, if you will, uh, because his activities and the reason why they were characterized as so mean-spirited, he recognized full well that much of the state in this country is set up to support the Liberal Party. Um, it's ingrained in the CBC. It's ingrained in the uh, ministries of education. It's ingrained in the Ministry uh, of Health. It's ingrained in all these different organs of the government. Uh, even the military. I mean, the 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 soldiery of the Canadian forces are are almost entirely conservative supporting but uh, the officer corps is incredibly liberal mostly because they come from universities and a lot because these people are politically ambitious and when they retire from the forces many of them want to pursue careers in either the the senior public service or the government and so the, remember the the liberal government has been in power about three quarters of the history of this country yeah. and so that's where you're going to lean. I resent the hell out of that. The liberal government in this country is a mafia. It's not the mafia, but it is a mafia. They run this place. We're a gangster country. And SNC-Lavalin is the tip of the iceberg when it comes down to this stuff. If you only want to look at, 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 you know, at military procurement in this country to talk about how often the Canadian people have been ripped off and the soldiery of this country have been left to use second-rate equipment just to line the pockets of people in certain ridings, um, that it happens time and time and time and time again. And I have seen some of the worst garbage you've ever... And this goes back, like, look at World War II, look at World War One. the equipment that our soldiers were using, the Ross rifle, the, uh, yeah. you know, the... the um 
the ballistic shovel from World War One. You know, sub, <laughs> substandard gas masks, substandard substandard uh, uh, uniforms. Uh, you know, uh, stuff being built in Quebec, stuff being built in BC or Ontario, just to get the contracts. It didn't matter that the gear was no good. The the uh, the LSV, the light support vehicle wheel that the military used, that was built by Western Star under Kim Campbell, who was a conservative, one of the worst trucks ever foisted on any military anywhere. Horrible piece of garbage. Um, so you know, like the submarines, the aircraft, and you know, the F-18s that we're de- dealing with now. The the, uh, the what do you call them? The the jets there. The the, the F-18s. No, no. Uh, Brian Mulroney and the uh, uh, Airbus incident. Oh, so you yes. know, like like time and time again, the government has proved itself to be unworthy of the people of Canada, and you know. Here's the problem. And my mother said this, you know, for years. She said, we get the, we elect the government we deserve. And Canadians are not using wisdom. They're, they're believing their mainstream media. They're listening to uninformed sources. Mm-hmm. They're not voting with their brains. They're voting emotionally and they're voting historically. Uh, there are people, 30% of Canadians will vote liberal no matter what. You know, you know they, there could be video. There could be video footage of Justin Trudeau drowning kittens in a bucket, and he those people <laughs> would still, still elect Justin Trudeau. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what? The mental the mental imagery you provide is always entertaining. Brian. Yeah, it should be you, should you, be you, kittens. You, it really should be like you know babies or something. You know, and, and and you brought up a name from the past that I haven't heard in quite some time. Although I understand she's resurfaced as Kim Campbell. Yeah. But before we move Horrible on to any of that, and, and and your your talk your talk of you know failed policy and uh, providing Canadians with poor equipment leads me to you know the, of course the Mark Norman case which is ongoing and yep. I'd, I'd love to talk about that too at some point but before we go any further I want to know what this ballistic shovel is the ballistic shovel I want, I, yeah, I've never oh, heard well, of this before but you uh, piqued, Sam, my, Sam you Hughes, piqued my curiosity about Sam, <laughs> Sam Hughes wanted a shovel issued to the troops that fire. was um, bulletproof and, okay. but it had a hole through it so you could put your rifle through it and shoot through it or you could use it for observation but the problem is a shovel with a big hole in the middle of it is pretty useless to shovel dirt with so <laughs> but, of this? but Sam Hughes yeah. had the shovel built in his riding yes. and he took a huge cut off the production of the shovel and as soon as these things showed up in France they were thrown in the garbage because okay, they were wait, absolutely wait, 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 useless hold on, hold on. Are, you telling, are you telling me that somebody designed an item for the military that was 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 he involved in politics? Uh, Sam Hughes was the minister of <laughs> of uh, militia. Okay, and he's the guy who got us the Ross rifle as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, which so which Sam was known Hughes. to be a total failure, uh, despite the fact that I've, I've heard it's a good rifle, but unfortunately used in concert with uh, military production ammunition and not good quality stuff. Uh, it, it's it suffered through some stoppages and malfunctions, and of course there is that that you know small problem uh with the engineering of a bolt that could be assembled incorrectly that oh i'm looking at i'm looking at a picture right now folks of the ballistic shuffle and it's it's got it's got a piece missing out of it about 25 percent of the shuffle has got a hole in it and yeah i could see so you could you would shoot a rifle through that hole and it was that supposed to provide you with some kind of cover yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i'm glad i'm glad mr hughes thought so highly of the safety of good canadians oh my god i'm looking at what it looks like on the ground that's funny well it's ridiculous and and, you know and and i understand that this is why we use impartial um uh you know 
sources to evaluate our equipment. But the problem is, is, you know, we still end up getting garbage and there's lots of great equipment. We don't need to waste time evaluating. Yeah. We know that off the shelf, they're great. And we should just buy it. I'll give you a case in point. When we, when we went to Afghanistan, they bought the latest version of the leopard tank untested the a6m and we rented them from the germans and we used them in afghanistan and then we bought like 99 hulls off the germans that were excess uh they were surplus to their needs and we bought them and we converted our tanks to the a6m however they never finished that our tanks that we have right now in the k forces are not a6ms they're i think they're a five somethings and um, uh, it's still a much higher standard than we had, but it's not the top notch standard. Um, But, you know, they bought the best of the best. Um, Same thing with some aircraft that we bought under Harper, uh, some helicopters we bought. We didn't put out, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, quotes on them. We just bought what worked. And, you know, there are lots of things we could have done. I'll give you a case in point. The the helicopters, the search and rescue helicopters and the naval helicopters we're using for our ships. We could have bought the American Seahawks yeah. and, uh, and put them on our ships and they'd have been fine. But where is the benefit to Canadian uh, workers? Where is the benefit to the Canadian economy, right? Well, we would have had equipment that worked and our Air Force and Navy would have had decent equipment. That didn't matter. What mattered was where was the money going and who was it going to benefit and what votes would be got from it. And, and you know, that's always been the nature of the beast. So, you know, the reality is, is uh, you know, right now we're going back and forth between a whole bunch of Canadian shipbuilders to give them a $40 billion uh, uh, quote to build warships for our surface fleet. But the reality is, is for about a quarter of that, we could re- Re-outfit the entire Canadian Navy in German ships, uh, Norwegian ships, French ships, even Russian ships. Yeah. And all we would do is retrofit them to Canadian standards. Uh, we could buy surplus hulls or brand new ships that are built. We're not going to do that. We're gonna, we want to spend the money in the Canadian economy and get votes. So Davy Shipyard in Quebec and um, I'm not sure what's the one out in, uh, in Nova Scotia. There's Davy, and then there's another big one. Um, uh, anyway, so you know that that's that's who's fighting it out back and forth, and it always comes down to politics with money like that. Um, I tell you, I hate politics. I yeah, we all do. We all do. No, well, you no, were you were a police but, officer, but, Mark. But, 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 you were a police officer. You know all about politics. Yeah, I know all yeah. about politics, yeah. and in my and in my, in my personal life, certainly, I was exposed to politics um, yeah. in my father's yeah. twenty three years yeah. of municipal politics, and, and and politics have in my in my heart a very special place in a very uh, low portion uh, in the ninth circle of hell. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and 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 the impact that politics has on good people. There are good politicians out there, there are, but they're few and abso- far between. Uh, absolutely. They're And this bunch that's in power now easily goes down as the biggest circus that's ever run this country, bar none. And you cannot point to any government in our history that is anywhere near as incompetent as this one. Incompetent, corrupt. Yep. I mean, they, they like. I mean, it just it just seems like every day there's yep. a there's a new revelation. Uh, you know, connecting the liberal government and the people that fill their ranks to to you know. <sighs> Others that are in decision-making positions and and or like I mean that that latest one with the ethics commission you know a director for the ethics commission is 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 an in-law yeah, yeah, right like, yeah. I mean, like it's it's like Buddy, six months yeah six liberation months, six October twenty first twenty nineteen liberation of Canada and hopefully we'll end up with a government that uh, 
that uh, leads the way in a more ethical and responsible manner. Because right now, yes, guns are important to me and my firearms rights are very important to me, but... Right now, I'd just appreciate a government that wasn't wasting money hand over fist. Yeah. That, that would be a start for yeah. me. And this government right now is the the least responsible economic steward this country's ever seen. So yeah. they need it, to go. Their policies are ridiculous. They're selling themselves out to the social justice warrior uh, um, uh, group. Uh, to try and steal a few votes off the NDP. And I think it's going to bite them in the ass and I hope they pay for it. And I hope they become the minivan party of Canada. You know? eight, <laughs> Absolutely. eight seats or less, right? Well, you know, they, they got annihilated in Alberta, Ontario, right? Alberta. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, congratulations, yeah. Alberta. Yeah. Right? You've, yep. you've, Quebec. you've now hit for Quebec, uh, New Brunswick. Uh, uh, now... Oh, the snap election. Let's not forget the snap election. They've called a snap election in, in Labrador, uh, Newfoundland. Labrador, no. Newfoundland. Um, yeah, we'll see. They tend to be very liberal and leftist out there, uh, almost socialist, NDP yes. kind of thing. But uh, like, for instance, Nova Scotia has a liberal government right now, but their liberals are not our liberals. No. They, no, they're nowhere near as... And again, like, I mean, if a liberal government is doing a good job, then I support them 100%. And sure. if they deserve to be in power, they should be in power. It doesn't matter if they're liberal or they're NDP or they're conservative, but if they betray their voters they need to go and everywhere across this country these governments have shown themselves to be incompetent and dishonest and wasteful and uh unsuitable to power so they're gone yeah it's good to see the ass end of them and uh you know you don't have to like everything doug ford's doing in ontario to recognize they're making moves that are Related to the the condition of our economy. Yeah. And hopefully we'll at least see a little less bleeding in this province. Well, so. you know, I, I don't I think people have to understand that when when we've got eight years of win and wasteful spending and you know hiring practices. Well, that, and then you know, before that you had uh, Dolphin Ginty. Yeah. So we're 15 years of liberal governments. Yeah. So, so uh, it's it's going to require some clawing back and, and it's going to hurt. It's going to pinch a little bit. Sure People is. are going to have to sure tighten is. their belts a little in I some respects. I saw someone complaining the other day about the music programs and it's like, well, mu- I believe music programs are very important, but you don't, you know, if your credit card's maxed out, you don't get to eat Wendy's every night, you know, no. like you got to save a bit of money and, and things are going to, things are going to be tight. Like my, I'm a public servant. My, my wages are frozen. I'm a I'm a manager. Yes. I, my wages are frozen and will be for a while. So I'm going nowhere. And I work very hard at my job, you know, and, uh, it, you know, it sucks, but I'm, what are you going to do? It's, it's, it's a necessary, We're bankrupt. it's a necessary, it's a necessary step in, in forward movement and progress towards, you know, a, a much more stable, you know, provincial economy, yep. you know, and it's going to, and it's going to sting a little bit and for all the people out there that are going crazy. I understand the teachers are losing their minds. Uh, you know, we've gotten yep several things happening that, you know, have demanded our attention. Uh, you know, while I watch the news, I see the teachers, uh, you know, getting up in arms and, and Ford is uh, doing his best to keep them calm and to tell them not to, uh, to strike that this would not be the time to do it. Uh, I, I don't know that we can count on. I don't know that how people who make $95,000 a year can complain about their wages. Well, I got to get you into a room with Coach Nick because you guys are going to have a fantastic debate oh, one teachers, of these days. Teachers are important. They're Absol- very they're absolutely critically important. They are. But, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, teachers are very well paid and they have a, they have a, and they have a, you know, God bless them. They're, they have a tough job. Yes, they do. Uh, I don't, I, 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 I looked at teaching when I came out of university, no interest in it. Thank you very much. But <laughs> you still 
you still make I more get, money than anyone than ninety nine percent of the working world. So. I just I just have visions of you at the front of a classroom hurling pieces of chalk at children that are stepping out of line. And, well, I'd love to think that I could be like Jordan Peterson, but yes. I wouldn't pr- I wouldn't presume to be anywhere near as uh, as as intellectually uh, uh, you know uh, vibrant as he is. I yeah. mean, he's just the man's brilliant. Oh, God, I'm, I'm really looking forward one day to shaking that man's hand. Yeah, and thanking, and thanking him for enlightening uh, so many people. Well, uh, for for certainly being a, 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 a voice, voice in yeah. the wilderness against the you know the cacophony of of. Uh, of, uh, I'm learning of, new of words ridiculous. every day when I hang out with you. What's a cacophony? I think, I, I think, it's, I think it's pronounced c- cacophony. cacophony. But it's, uh, yeah, it's like the, it's, it's the endless sort of chattering of, uh, and screaming of, of the, you know, the maniacs out there. Ah, well, or, you know what? We certainly have a surplus of those. Anyway, that's about all the time that we have. Brian, thank you so much for being here. All right, we'll do it again. All right, we'll do it again soon. Cheers, thank brother. you so much for listening, folks. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.